the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Part of the new routine on the Bruce Hooley Show is a new time for Money Monday, and we are happy to be joined and will be joined going forward at 1230 every Monday by our friend Josh Pick from Aptus Wealth Management, Aptus Wealth Management located in Lewis Center. And you can reach out to them to get very smart, very purposeful retirement planning at 614-917-1040, 614-917-1040, or you can reach them at aptuswealth.com for a no-obligation consultation. It'll get you a $25 gift card to patronize local businesses. So, Josh, thanks for joining us on our new schedule. And uh, I know that foreign policy is probably topic A today, but people who are nearing retirement are always cognizant of their money and things like that. And I wonder, 401ks have kind of uh, moved to the forefront with everyone's retirement. Is it possible to take a 401k, maybe you had a tough year economically, and fund an IRA, or are there regulations on that? I know there always is with withdrawing money from a 401k early. Yeah, I think it's a big question as to whether or not you know, I've left an employer and should I roll that money into an IRA or should I fund an IRA versus a 401k or, or you know, could, we could even boil it down to what is the difference. And ultimately, they're about the same thing. Uh, an IRA stands for an individual retirement account. Mm-hmm. Money that you put in there, as long as you meet certain income thresholds, is pre-tax. So you're able to fund that IRA with dollars that would have otherwise been taxed. So you get a little bit of a bump there. It grows tax deferred, and the money that you pull out of it is taxable. That is completely equivalent to a 401k, one caveat of a 401k that can make it more more advantageous or at least more appealing would be that uh, there are no income thresholds as as to the deductibility of a 401k um, as opposed to an IRA. And then it gets even more complicated, Bruce, where you say, well, wait, hold on a second. What if I don't have a 401k, but I make a lot of money and now I can't contribute to an IRA? Well, then there's this caveat that says if you don't have a company-sponsored plan, you can go back to the IRA. Okay. 401k allows you more opportunity. Now, here's kind of, you know, there's all these rules surrounding it, but what would be the advantages of moving from a 401k to an IRA or vice versa? Well, typically, typically 401ks are very inexpensive in the way of the management. So oftentimes, if you contribute to your company-sponsored 401k, particularly if you work for a big company, the fee structure inside of that 401k is usually very advantageous, very inexpensive, great way to save money. The flip side of that, though, is if you work for a small company, oftentimes those fees can be rather exorbitant. And on top of that, as you get nearer and nearer to retirement, you start saying things like, I would like to pull back the reins on risk a little bit, or I would like to have options that would provide me a lifetime income stream because pensions don't really exist anymore. Um, what are my options? 401ks almost inherently have very few options, particularly in the realm of conservative options. So it may behoove you. Mm to look at options of doing even in-service distributions while you're still working 
to be able to do other investments that your 401k simply doesn't have. Now, that's really interesting to me. And again, we're talking with Josh Pick of Aptus Wealth Management. Uh, he hosts the Aptus Retirement Blueprint radio show here on The Answer. Saturday's 4 p.m., uh, a great resource for you on retirement, a free resource. Your first consultation is totally free. You get a $25 gift card. Reach out to Josh and the Aptus Retirement team at 614-917-1040, Aptus, A-P-T-U-S, wealth.com. As you were talking about IRAs, I was wondering, uh, are the options in investing in IRAs, like, you know, if you're a young person and you have an IRA, you've got a long time until retirement. Do you have the freedom to be super aggressive in what your IRA is in, or are those options limited because they're tilted toward retirement? They tend to be more conservative. Like if somebody's in their twenties and they want an IRA and they want to be super speculative with it, can they be? Absolutely. Um, you know, 401k and IRA is, is literally just a line in the tax code. So a 401k, for example, is, is literally the line in the tax code that says, uh, you know, 401 subsection K were, is for employees of private companies that allows them to invest pre-tax, blah, 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 blah. Same thing with IRA. IRA is just a line in the tax code that says as an individual, you can fund your retirement account. But the investments inside of that IRA are completely up to you. So if you went with, for example, we cleared through TD Ameritrade, if you went to TD Ameritrade with an IRA, you have available to you every single investment that TD has available, wow. which is you know, almost infinite. Sure. So you can be as aggressive as you want or as conservative as you want. You could literally have a checking account inside of your IRA if you say, I don't want to take any risk, but I like the tax benefit. So what about then uh, with uh, 401k, say, is different, not as, not as many options? Yeah, the 401k is, is uh, governed by the plan document of the company that you work for. So the company actually has some fiduciary responsibility to make sure that they have vetted options, um, that they have options that are available to everybody. But if you think about it from an employer's perspective, how can we make sure that we stay compliant and we don't get ourselves into trouble? Well, let's just pick funds like the 2025 fund or the 2030 fund or the 2040 fund through uh, a company like Vanguard, because what those funds are designed to do is basically do all the work for the employer. They have already done all the compliance to say, if you have somebody that's retiring in 2040, as long as they invest in the 2040 fund, you are somewhat exonerated from any potential repercussions because we've taken the onus on us. So you'll find that 401k options seem to be, over the years, getting narrower and narrower, which may point you in a direction uh, in perhaps diversifying by rolling some of those funds to an IRA. Very good. Josh Pick is our guest. Josh is with Aptus Wealth Management. They're located in Lewis Center. You can reach out to them at 614-917-1040. Their website is aptus, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. Get a $25 gift card with your free, I said free, consultation to learn more about your retirement and have a purposeful plan and make sure that if you uh, have time on a Saturday afternoon to get smarter when it comes to retirement, that you can listen to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh as the host, 4 p.m. Saturdays here on The Answer. In your first response to me, you mentioned pensions, and you said pensions almost don't exist anymore. When I first started uh, my job at the plane dealer in Cleveland back in the late 1980s, we had a pension. And then I remember getting all kinds of notifications that the pension was going to end. And honestly, I, I don't know what happened to that money. My wife manages my money, and I trust her. But what about pensions? Are pensions a thing anymore? Or if not, why not? Why did companies find it not uh, feasible to have pensions? Well, your your story is not unusual, number one, and, and that's because 
you rewind the clock back to as recently as the 90s, about 90% of employees in the United States had pensions. Fast forward to today, and less than 10% of people in the United States have a pension. And the logic for that is pretty simple. Uh, the companies didn't want the responsibility of having to manage the pension, um, take the risk of making sure that their employees continue to receive income benefits for the rest of their lives, particularly in scenarios where interest rates are incredibly low. And if you think about interest rates over the last 10 or 20 years, they've been historically very low, the lowest ever you know, as of today. So what does an employer have to do? Well, they have to manage uh, a pool of money for their employees, uh, try and predict longevity of those employees after retirement, manage those funds so they can guaranteed pay out the income stream that they you know, offer. And the uh, risk of that, we've seen companies go down from mismanagement of pensions. Yeah. Um, think of the impact that it had with you know, Teamsters, auto unions, et cetera. Sure. So what they've transitioned to is this divine contribution plan rather than benefit, which is simply a 401k or 403b, et cetera. What I am seeing, though, Bruce, is a transition, and the government is, is very hip to this fact, and there's been a lot of pushback on it. The government is saying, well, now we have employees that have put this money into their 401k self-directed plan, but what does having a half a million dollars in retirement really mean? Mm. They're not financial planners. They don't know how to predict this money, how long it'll last for the rest of their life. There's some anecdotal evidence maybe that they, you know, they pull from a, a source somewhere, but how do we make sure that these funds will actually last? So they're starting to push um, for what we would call a pension benefit calculation of some kind. So on your 401k statement, you may start to see a number at the bottom that says if and when you reach retirement, if you were to choose to put this into an annuity contract, which is all a pension is, and have that money pay off for the rest of your life, here's the number that you would get. Take all the risk aside. This pays out no matter how long you live, et cetera. Now, I don't know that that is always the right option. But I think it's at least a, a step in the right direction to getting multiple sources of income and making sure that we have protection against longevity, et cetera. So I think you know, that's a move in the right direction, um, but ultimately uh, know that times have changed and the onus of retirement is now on you. It is no longer on your company, so you have to be proactive. Well, there's so much great information in that answer, and the thing that resonates with me is that you know I have a wife who's a CPA, so I can quote-unquote afford to let someone else look at things but i know the human nature is to well i'll get to that someday and folks if you're in that i'll get to that someday uh that's a bad bad strategy a much better strategy is to reach out to a true professional somebody who has uh intimate knowledge of the markets and of all these different wrinkles that we talked about today with iras and 401ks and retirement and that is josh pick and the aptus retirement team at aptus wealth management Check them out online, aptus, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. They're located in Lewis Center, available and desiring to meet with you. It's a free consultation. Get a $25 gift card for the investment of time. Listen to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show, Saturdays, 4 p.m. here on The Answer. And their number is 614-917-1040. Josh, great to have you as part of the new schedule here on The Bruce Hooley Show. As always, we appreciate your time. Have a great week. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Bruce. It's a pleasure being with you in the midday. Bruce Hooley Show now airs 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., part of our new lineup. Hugh Hewitt starts today, 6 to 9 a.m. He got me started today. Hopefully he'll get you started tomorrow as well. Mike Gallagher, 9 to 11. Then the Bruce Hooley Show, followed by 1 o'clock. Mm, what an honor to hand the baton to Dennis Prager, the wise 
and insightful Dennis Prager. Seb Gorka at 3, and then in my former slot, 5 to 7 p.m., you'll now get Charlie Kirk, and the Larry Elder Show will follow. Uh, I heard the interview this morning, uh, Larry Elder and Hugh Hewitt, and uh, Gavin Newsom sounds like he's running scared in California. The only way Newsom remains governor is if less than 50% plus one of Californians do not vote to recall him. Now, if he is recalled, Larry Elder has by far and away the most support among Republicans. But there are many more Republicans running to succeed Gavin Newsom in the recall election than there are Democrats. So I don't think there's anybody that could be worse than Gavin Newsom, but Give the Democrats credit. They almost always find somebody worse. Case in point, Barack Obama gave us Joe Biden. And today we are humiliated as a nation. The service of those who fought in Afghanistan, the sacrifice of the families of those who died in 9-11, do not question for a second whether this is any reflection on you. It is not. It is a total reflection on the inability of the United States military to read the situation in Afghanistan, to understand the threat posed by the Taliban, and to understand the necessity of remaining on the ground. Actually, it's a failure of the commanders-in-chief. I said plural. Yes, Donald Trump wanted out of there. Joe Biden wanted out of there. We should have always remained there as a firewall against Afghanistan becoming what it is likely to become, which is a staging ground for worldwide terrorist attacks. Here is Helene Cooper of the New York Times. Don't worry, I'm not going to poison your mind with anything woke. Helene Cooper of the New York Times telling what Joe Biden believed to be true about Afghanistan, not just over the past catastrophic two weeks but over the past several decades. Joe Biden for 20 years has sort of thought that he knew more about Afghanistan than any anybody else. He was in the you know Senate Foreign Relations Committee. He was uh, in the Obama White House where he, he argued strongly in favor of a much reduced uh, uh, American footprint in Afghanistan and he was overruled by his president. And he finally gets this chance now as president to do things the way he thought things should have been done all along. So in so many ways, this is completely on uh, President Biden. And to his credit, he has been owning it. He has not backed away from the decision he's made. See, I told you she was with the New York Times. Did you hear the uh, allowance for something happening that hasn't happened at all? He's owning it. He is. He's hiding. He's hiding. He's on vacation, literally on vacation. He won't come off vacation this afternoon, shamed back to the podium at 3.45 p.m., where he will blame Donald Trump for all of this. You absolutely know he will. Uh, Chuck Todd is another uh, leftist truth bender, truth breaker, liar. I was trying to be nice. Finally, I just was overcome with the ill-fated effort of it. Here is Chuck Todd actually acting like the journalist he rarely is. 
with Secretary of State Anthony Blinken. Why do this in the summer? The, the fighting in, in Afghanistan is, is, is seasonal. Why not delay the withdrawal to the winter and give the Afghan security forces a chance when we know the Taliban retreats in the winter? Was there any, you know, the idea that you accept this Trump, this bad deal by Trump, but you'll turn back other bad deals by Trump. I mean, what was wrong with delaying six months? Because we inherited a deadline oh. uh, negotiated by the previous administration. That deadline was May 1st. And the idea that uh, we could have maintained the status quo beyond May 1st if the president had decided to stay, uh, I think, is, uh, is a fiction. Here's what is likely to have happened had, we had the president decided to do that. During the, during the time from when the agreement was reached to May 1st, uh, the Taliban had stopped attacking our forces, stopped attacking NATO forces. It had not sought to take over the country, the entire country, by going at these major provincial capitals. Come May 2nd, if the president had decided uh, to stay, uh, all gloves would have been off. We would have been back at war uh, with the Taliban, attacking our forces. The offensive you've seen throughout the country almost certainly uh, would have proceeded. Uh, we would have had about 2,500 forces in country uh, with air power. That would not have been sufficient to deal with the situation. And I would be on your show right now explaining why we were sending tens of thousands of forces back into Afghanistan to restart a war that we need to end. Instead, if he were on Chuck Todd's show again today, he would be explaining why we've now sent another thousand troops into Afghanistan, bringing our total to 7,000, which is twice as many as we had there before when we absolutely positively had to get out. On the scenario he painted about, oh, if we didn't get out May 1st, things would really deteriorate. They would start attacking cities and taking over. And so what happened when we did get out? Oh, yeah, they started attacking cities and taking over. And the 30 days that our military geniuses, like I want to understand white rage Mark Milley, thought would take six weeks maybe as little as 30 days, instead took 10 days. 10. We inherited a deadline. Oh, we had to abide by the Trump deadline. Really? Did we abide by the Keystone XL pipeline deal? Did we abide by Trump policies on the southern border? Did we keep any Trump tax cuts? Huh? Bueller? No, of course not. Because when you are elected... Fairly or unfairly, I'll leave it to you to decide which applies in the case of Joe Biden. You get to do whatever you want to do. Because, as a famous Democratic president once said, the buck stops here. That sign was on the desk of Harry Truman, who understood when he dropped the atomic bomb on Nagasaki and Hiroshima, that the credit and the blame for that historically significant event would rest with him. Not with the generals who recommended it. Not with Paul Tibbetts of Columbus, Ohio, who opened the doors of the Enola Gay and let the bomb fall. No, Harry Truman understood the buck would stop with him. But Joe Biden, now 80 years later, Everything is Trump's fault, just like everything was Bush's fault. Because everything is always the other party's fault. The one thing the Democrats do better than any party in the history of American politics 
is point the finger away from their own personal responsibility. So we have a worldwide humiliation to suffer. And we have the party that cares so much about the war on women that Taliban fighters are going door to door looking for women who dared to get an education, who dared to shed their clothing that covers them all except for their eyes. And those women will be raped and ravaged and they're not even going to be treated as second-class citizens. They're not going to be treated as any kind of class citizen. They're going to have no standing in Taliban-ruled Afghanistan. You want to know the difference? The difference was very, very evident yesterday when a CNN reporter who the day before had appeared on camera in a pink scarf and blouse and in order to not be ravaged and probably shot, appeared today in Muslim dress. I hope she's safe after the camera goes off. So tomorrow on the show, we will reflect on what the president has to say today. As if I don't know what's coming. Don't blame me. I'm good old Joe. I ride trains. You can trust me. Oh, and by the way, get vaccinated. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.